You're listening to the One Small Bite Podcast with me, your host, David Roscoe. For over a decade, I have built a successful nutrition practice helping thousands of people thrive, nourish their life, and break the cycle of crazy diets. We will take one small bite at a time to transform your health and develop a positive relationship to food. So let's chop the diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul. Okay, are you ready? Let's do this. Hola, welcome to the One Small Bite Podcast. This is where we bring you anti-diet conversations and topics that help you break free from, you know what, the shackles of diet culture and weight stigma so that you can build a positive and secure relationship with food, make peace with your body, and of course, learn to live fully. Hey, what's up? I'm your host, David Orozco, certified intuitive eating, registered dietitian nutritionist, and my practice is Orozco Nutrition. Please check out our website, OrozcoNutrition.com. That's O-R-O-Z-C-O Nutrition.com. We have an incredible team of Haze, Health at Every Size, and weight-inclusive trained registered dietitian nutritionist and therapists that focus on that anti-diet and compassionate approach. But hey, today I'm excited because we're going to talk about something a little bit different. We're going to talk about six intuitive ways purpose drives longevity. I'm really excited to have this show for you today. It's going to give you some great insights. But of course, before we get started, let me just throw in my disclaimer. This episode and podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. This is not a substitute for a medical, emotional, or a weight-inclusive nutrition or health consult for your specific needs. Please, of course, find a registered dietitian nutritionist or a health professional, hopefully one that is Hayes intuitive eating and weight inclusive aligned and of course is licensed where you live so let's get started with the show are you ready all right in today's episode we're going to talk about six ways purpose drives longevity now you may be wondering david why purpose and longevity and energy the reason is is that i have a new program it's called reclaim your energy it's a group of men that I brought in that are busy and, you know, they've got a lot going on, but they've got their health that they're worried about. They're busy dads, they're busy professionals, they're entrepreneurs. And so I felt like there was a need for better care for men. And so in our very first session, one of the things that came up was this idea of purpose. It came from the conversation about the blue zones. I've talked about the blue zones in this podcast before. In the blue zones, these are populations around the world, locations and populations around the world that have the highest level or highest amount of centenarians, people that live to 100 years or older. And these people are sharp, they're active, they have strong connections. Well, what researchers found about the people that live in these blue zones is that there is sort of nine different elements or factors that give them the ability to live a little bit longer. Now, I think we have to look a little bit more into the research, but I really like this one. And it's one of the things that I was telling the guys in our first session. I said, one of the nine is 
purpose. Purpose. These people wake up with purpose. Now, that's important because purpose is what puts that pep in your step. It's what gets you out of bed. It's what makes you feel good. It makes you drive momentum. It gives you that inspiration and that motivation. In many cases, that's what helps us feel good. And believe it or not, it gives you that energy. And so I was talking to the guys about this, and I had said, you know what? Six things line up when we wake up with that purpose. What are they? Well, number one, making meals a priority. Now, this is so interesting because you don't think that that's a big deal, but what is the single greatest source of fuel that the human body gets? Food. So our bodies need a specific amount of fuel on a regular basis. Oftentimes, many people don't prioritize the meals. They put a lot of the things in life ahead of their meals. Meetings, family, finances, waking up and having coffee, having a drink of alcohol, going and exercising, getting better sleep. I think it's really important to understand the single most important source of fuel in your body is going to come from food. Not the only, but it's going to come from food. So waking up in the morning, having that purpose is going to put you in that mindset to go, okay, I'm going to have breakfast and I'm going to prioritize time to have lunch. I'll block it out in my schedule. And so even making people see it on your schedule, sometimes I do that with clients and it's so effective because believe it or not, people don't make appointments at that lunchtime. And that's what I mean about priority, making meals a priority. And then sitting down and having dinner with the family. Now, look, I understand that I come from a very privileged life. I know that I have the means and the ability to knock these things out in my life. But I'm not trying to say that you have to buy a gourmet meal for each meal and you have to have uh, specific foods. What I'm trying to say is make time, at least 10 or 15 minutes, to have that meal. Because a lot of times we skip those meals and then we don't have the fuel that we need to tackle some of the problems. And then we end up increasing our appetite later on. And then we start snacking. People complain about how much they're eating late into the evening or how much the craving for sugar comes up. Or maybe they use alcohol to relax themselves. So it's important Taking time to prioritize your meals to fuel your body is as important as any meeting, as any financial situation that you have, as any person in your life, because it's time for you. Number two, managing stress. Look, I know that sounds obvious. Oh, David, of course, I know I need to manage stress. What I'm not saying, though, is to eliminate stress. No, believe it or not, we need stress. Why? Because look, we've got dreams. And sometimes those dreams drive us just like that purpose, right? Purpose, dreams. <laughs> and so managing the stress is allowing you to pay attention to emotions. So that means interoceptive awareness, listening to where those emotions are coming from. And being able to give yourself some time to relax, to slow down, and to be able to understand and recognize your emotions and where they're coming from. Before we move on, let me take a quick break for this brief message. 
Thank you so much for listening in today and being a part of the show. If you like what you're hearing, we would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review the show. This really helps us grow the podcast and get these important messages out to more people. Also, if you're able to help, we would greatly appreciate a small contribution by buying us a coffee. This show runs on the generosity of our community, and every small amount really helps. More info on where you can donate is located in the show notes. Thank you so much. This really means a lot. Now, on to the show. Quick example. A lot of times I might be irritable and I've had enough to eat in the, in the day and I might have to have a conversation with my wife. My wife noticed I'm being snippy and critical and caustic and she'll say, hey, did you get a bad email or did something happen? Or she might say something like, did someone say something to you? When she does that, it reminds me I need to do that with myself. I like the way Brene Brown puts it. She says, we need to slow down and pay attention. Number two, we need to name it. Number three, we need to normalize it. Number four, we need to do something about it. And that way, we don't get caught up in the emotion and therefore exasperate the stress. Other things that lead to stress, not eating. When you don't eat, when you skip a meal and don't prioritize your eating, like number one, it creates a stress in your body. And that then leads to more complications in the future. Remember I talked about the HPA access and cortisol and the increased amount of blood sugar and therefore fat that gets released in the body and that puts a strain on the body. So managing stress may seem obvious, but actually it's really, really important. Number three. Making meaningful connections, cultivating relationships, maybe contacting a friend that you haven't talked to in a little while. One of the things that I tend to do is weekly, just randomly, I'll text someone that I haven't texted in a while, or I'll text a a buddy of mine and I'll say, hey man, I just wanted to check in. How are things going on that uh, new construction that you have going on in your house? Or, hey, I noticed that you were not feeling so great. Just wanted to check back with you. Or something that shows people that you're thinking about them. But the other meaningful connection that I'm also talking about is connection with yourself. Now, both are equally important because one helps the other. So if I'm connected with myself, I'm paying attention, interceptive awareness, I'm prioritizing my meals, I'm managing my stress, then I am more able to be available, grateful, and gracious with other people. And that, therefore, feeds back to a domino effect, a feedback loop. Number four, slowing down. When we have purpose, we're able to slow things down a little bit. That may mean relax or meditate, yeah, take a nap even sometimes, but it also sometimes just means to slow down. If you can't slow down, it's very difficult to be aware of your emotions. It's difficult to recognize that skipping meals is actually causing more appetite problems. So it's important to listen to your body. Again, there's that interoceptive awareness. Interoceptive awareness, just to digress, is the ability to listen to the physiological needs and wants of your body, and therefore being more in tune also with your emotions. Slowing down allows us to be able to be aware, to be curious, and therefore be able to change things in our life. Number five, 
purging old or bad habits. For example, if you smoke or if you're drinking too much, maybe a habit of waking up late or maybe the habit of going to bed late, maybe the habit of watching screens at night. So you can see how all of these are tied into each other. Now, breaking an, a bad habit is difficult. It, it, it's not easy because of something we've been doing for a long time, especially if that habit is tied in emotionally with something in your life. I'll give you an example. Sometimes I'll get clients that will have a nightcap. They'll have a drink. Not only alcohol, but let's just use alcohol because that's an easy target. <laughs> we feel that relaxation when we have that drink, and therefore we feel like it's easier on our bodies. It's also very difficult to deal with what is causing the pain and stress in your life, and therefore alcohol is actually very, very simple. I am not trying to say that you have to fix something in your life. Yes, you'll probably have to fix it, but by paying attention to the alcohol. Sometimes for some people, it's actually relatively easy, relatively of course, to give up some amount of alcohol, really reduce the quantity that they consume. But for some people, it's actually quite difficult. I mean, alcohol is addicting and there's a dependence and an abuse. I had this one client not so long ago who was consuming anywhere between three to four glasses of wine a night. That was almost a bottle of wine. We tried. We tried cutting back the amounts. We tried going with water. We tried having food before drinking, and it just didn't work. We went months trying to find different ways to cut back. And one of the things that I suggested to them was maybe they should look at professional help for this. And I don't know what clicked, but I don't know if it was that. But a few weeks later, they decided cold turkey. They're going to completely quit. They are now sober approximately two years, two, two and a half years. And one of the things that they tell me is, this was so important because by doing that, it helped them sleep more. It helped them prepare themselves for the next day. By having more sleep, the quality of sleep improved. Their blood pressure improved. That was a big one. They were able to get off of one med blood pressure medication, which was huge. I mean, that's so beneficial. Not that I'm recommending that what you do is try to focus on trying to get off of blood pressure medication. But it was really, really helpful to that person. So purging old habits is really, really important to look at. Number six, quality sleep. This one's a tough one, especially as we get older. I, I often joke and tell people that when you have children, your sleep is never the same ever again. And that is so true. <laughs> but you know what? You can find ways of getting better quality sleep. I highly recommend that you listen to my episodes on sleep. They can be so beneficial for you. I have various ways that I help people reduce their challenges with sleep. But let me just give you a couple ideas. One is creating a shutdown routine. Another one is eliminating liquids at night so that you're not getting up in the middle of the night to pee. And of course, disrupting your sleep. 
Alcohol, as I mentioned a little while ago, is a big challenge sometimes. Alcohol has the tendency of disrupting your rhythm of sleep and doesn't allow you to get into either deep sleep and keeps you sometimes wrapped up into REM sleep, which is usually the more wake up and dream state. Or maybe a good idea is to set a time to go to sleep. Some people have challenges with falling asleep. Maybe they read. Other people tend to watch their smartphones or on TV quite a while and they may fall asleep initially, but then their quality of sleep because of the blue light is not that good. So take a look at some of these in your situation. See where you fall and what you can change. All right, so we've got six intuitive ways that purpose drives longevity. Again, number one, make meals a priority. Number two, manage stress. Number three, making meaningful connections and relationships. Number four, slowing down. Number five, purging bad habits. And number six, getting quality sleep. All right, your turn. Choose just one. Hey, that's the name of this podcast, One Small Bite. I mean, come on, I had to. (laughs) It's important to understand that purpose is driving this, and you'll probably see that just doing one of them is enough to give you that momentum that probably will have a domino effect. Let me give you an example. If I choose to go to bed at a certain hour each night because I'm going to improve the quality of my sleep, number six, and therefore I wake up in the morning because I'm a lot better rested, and therefore I might end up prioritizing that first meal, that breakfast, and think, oh, well, you know, I got a little extra time, so let me think about lunch, or hey, let me block lunch in my calendar. And by blocking lunch in my calendar, I am therefore helping to manage my stress because I'm going to have a little time to be for myself, so I'm not skipping lunch. And uh, yeah, by the way, I might have lunch with a friend or a colleague because I'm going to call them and say, hey, let's have lunch together, and then maybe slowing down and doing so. Oh, don't worry. I didn't forget about purging. I had to turn off my iPhone in order to go to bed early. (laughs) I got them all in. (laughs) Simple thing to do. Choose one. One is enough to get that momentum going. If you try to shoot for all six It's like juggling balls. If you don't know how to juggle and I gave you five balls, what do you think is going to happen? All five balls are going to fall. And this is so common because in our culture, we have this mentality of go big, go home, or aim for the high-hanging fruit, or big dreams, and pull yourself up by your bootstraps. All great. I don't disagree with them. The important thing is to align your expectations. So choosing one, actually less is more. It gives you the opportunity to do more. Circling back to my men's program, I'll tell you, a lot of the guys really resonated with this message. It drives their energy. It really helps them feel a lot better because they just really focus on that one thing and they've seen that domino effect. Their energy is improved. Some of them have started seeing how they can actually lower their cholesterol, lower blood sugar levels. Yeah, I mean, it's not rocket science, folks. Look, I'm also not going to try to fool you. This isn't some secret way of, oh, your diabetes will go away or you won't have high blood pressure. No, we still have to deal with them, but we are managing them by looking at simple things that we can do in our lives. Remember, folks, one small bite. 
All right. I hope this was helpful for you. Just want to say thank you so much for listening in today and being a part of the show. Hey, listen, if you like what you're hearing, we would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review the show. This really helps us grow the podcast and get these important messages out to more people. Also, by the way, if you're able to help, we would greatly appreciate a small contribution by buying us a coffee. This show runs on the generosity of our community and every small amount really helps. There's more information where you can donate located in our show notes. Just go there and want to say thank you so much. This really means a lot. Hey, thanks again. And remember, chop that diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul. Until next time, take care. Oh, yeah.